0: thank you um, that each year we get to mark the season, that we get to celebrate your coming here on earth, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. So as we open your word, I pray uh, that, that just a little snippet of the story that you're unfolding would become alive inside of us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Now, if you're a parent Uh, I was reflecting on this, and and if you're a parent, you might remember trying to select a name for your child. Uh, For me, I was like, this is a big deal. Like, my kid's going to be stuck with this forever. So I went to the cop-out and named him a junior. Because you know what? My name's worked for 30 years. I think it'll continue to work for another 30 plus. Uh, So I went with the cop-out. But I think there's a lot behind a name. There's more than we realize I mean, even if you just look, there's volumes and volumes and volumes and volumes of books. There's websites. There's search engines. There's all this stuff that is all dedicated to helping choose a name. Even the, the, the United Nations had a convention on the rights of a child. And they said the implications of carrying a name begin at the earliest moments of social being. That names help to establish an identity. And they also tie a child into a family's identity. So names aren't just like we're naming a dog. Like it's not just some identifier. It's like, hey, you, come here. But names mean something. There's power behind them. And this afternoon, uh, I'm going to open up here to Matthew chapter 1. And if you know anything about the book of Matthew, it opens up with this genealogy. So it goes from Jesus all the way back to Abraham, connecting him into the line of David, which is fulfilling a prophecy. But we're not going there. What I want to look at is his father, Joseph, who is engaged in in, in, uh, first century Israel. Engaged would be essentially what we would consider married. They just weren't living together yet. Uh, So there's a lot of commitment there. And he finds out this woman that he's betrothed to is pregnant. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So here, here we find Joseph confronted with the fact that the girl that he's betrothed to is pregnant. And he's like, well, it's not mine. And, and Mary's telling him, like, the Holy Spirit's come to me. This is the Holy Spirit's baby." me. It's like, all right, here, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to take care of this quietly. Like, I don't want to make a big scene. It, this, this isn't something to, to make a deal about. Like, we're just going to take care of it quietly. And, and not make a deal about it. But then he has this dream, and the angel comes to him, and he tells him what's really up. He's like, hey, this is actually uh, conceived of the Holy Spirit. She's not lying to you, and I want you to name him Jesus, because he has a job to do. And it fulfills, talks about fulfilling the prophecy from Isaiah that they shall call his name Emmanuel. But I think the names that we learn of Jesus right here, there's two names, Jesus and Emmanuel. If you didn't know, Christ is a title, not a last name. This isn't the Christ family, uh, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. uh, But it is a title, meaning anointed one or Messiah. But there's two names. The first one we read is Jesus, which is actually the, the Greek of the name Joshua, which means God or Yahweh brings salvation. Or another way to say it is that God saves. So in the opening of this gospel, the gospel of Matthew, we're immediately faced with good news. That God has come to save his people from their sin. It's saying that it's Mary's son that's bringing God's promised salvation. Echoing Psalm 130, verse 8, which says, And he, Yahweh, will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Now we all have this little problem, and it's not so little, called sin. From the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 3, we read of Adam and Eve and the fall. And that there's this great divide between God and man. Because we betrayed him. We ate of the fruit we weren't supposed to eat. And because of that, there's a universal problem now. It's ubiquitous to humanity. Despite our best efforts, all we try to do to cover up, all we try to do to make ourselves clean enough, we just can't do it. But in Jesus, the God of Abraham, the God of David, the God of Israel, moves into our world to rescue his people from their sins. He's moving to redeem people from the curse of the fall and to restore people back to right relationship with him. The second name that we read is Emmanuel which means God with us, which is, again, quoting Isaiah. It's another prophecy about Christ fulfilled in Jesus. But what I really want you to see here is that in Jesus, the God of creation, this God of Isaac and Abraham, the God of Israel, the God of the universe, he created everything, puts on skin, and moves in. To be with his people. He knows we can't do it. So he comes as a baby to be with us. I love the way the Gospel of John uh, writes this. This is John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Skipping forward to verse 14. It says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from this fullness... We have all received grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. In this Christmas season, I know I'm excited about tomorrow, opening presents, spending time with family, eating a good meal, all the traditions that come around with that. Like, but I want us to keep in mind what we're actually celebrating like, I don't think we realize it because, because the season's marked by so much frill, so much extra stuff going on. It's, it's the busiest season of all, is what I said last Sunday, which is true. And we get caught up in the story, which is great. The story is awesome of Mary and Joseph going to Bethlehem and Jesus' birth and, and all these people coming to see him. But the reason, the reason it's such a big deal is because this is a cataclysmic event in history. It's a big deal because God is with us. And it communicates so much because this is not a God who is far off, removed from his people. It's not a God who is smiting and saying, be good enough, try harder, and do more. But it's a God who loves and adores and cherishes his people. It's so much so that he stepped out of heaven and into earth. To put sin on himself. To die for us. To redeem us from the curse. So that we might be fully alive with him. I know the season is joyful for many. But it can also be really hard for others. It's marked with longing and loss. The what ifs, the what could have beens. The missing Of loved ones. This this idea of Emmanuel. God with us does not stop. When Jesus. Went to heaven. To be with the father. But we get to look forward to a second advent. A second coming of Christ. Where all is going to be made right. And we get to live in hope. As we await him and his return, where we will finally get to dwell with God in glory for eternity. As I close, uh, there's been a song that's kind of a Christmas song, not really a Christmas song, it's kind of just a a song song, that that goes through the the, the story of Jesus in each verse. And the last verse uh, says this, it says, now he's standing in the place of honor, crowned with glory on the highest throne interceding for his own beloved till his father calls to bring them home. Then the skies will part as the trumpet sounds, hope of heaven or the fear of hell, but the bride will run to her lover's arms, giving glory to Emmanuel. Let me pray for us. God, thank you that you are Emmanuel, that you, you are not far off and removed and distant, but that you entered into the story. And you invite us to be a part of your story. Thank you that you give us a season each year to celebrate your coming, to celebrate who you are and what you've done. Be with us as we're with family, as we celebrate, but be with those who are longing and hurting, Lord. It's in your name that we pray.